We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? It's officially Week One, and on the Bear Report podcast today. We're going to be welcoming special guest Zachary Jacobson, who covers the Green Bay Packers, has a great job. Friend of the program has been on before. We're going to get his insight on the Packers as the Bears and Packers are set to kick off on a Sunday afternoon and get this NFL season underway. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And, Aaron, we finally made it, man. It is week one, Bears-Packers. Football kicks off on Thursday as we're recording this here on Wednesday. But we're here. We've arrived. We have arrived. Thank God, man. I feel like we're, I feel like it's just been the same few circles. You know, obviously we're in a, the, the same group as, as, you know, a few other people. And it seems like the, the circle has just been, you know, whether or not Justin Fields is going to take the next step. And, you know, if he doesn't, what do they do? If he does, you know, whatever. But I'm just glad that we're finally, you know, it's just rubber's finally beating the road. Let's just put it that way. So, I mean, football's finally back. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. So by the time most people listen to this, it'll probably be Thursday. And that means obviously the Lions and the Chiefs are going to be playing. So it's going to be cool. I mean, at least for me, I don't know how you are. I know everybody's different on game day. But, like, I like to watch basically, especially the first few weeks of the season. Like, I, I like to watch as much of the division as possible. But I also like to watch the Bears' week two opponents. So it's kind of nice because – Obviously, the Bears are playing the Packers, and then the Lions play uh, the Chiefs, uh, you know, to kick off the season. And then the Vikings and Tampa Bay Bucks are actually playing uh, the noon slot right before the Bears game. So I kind of get to do all three of those things without having to juggle stuff. And the nice thing is my girlfriend's a Browns fan, so she can watch the Browns game on one TV, and I'll bring in a second TV out in the living room, and we're good to go. Yeah, it's weird because the Bears didn't have any 315, 320 starts a year ago. Um, they just had the, what, three primetime games, and the rest of them, I think, were just pretty much all noon games. So, yeah, I I was thinking today, I'm like, I don't – I got to remember, like, what time I have to get to the stadium? Like, I, thought know, they, I thought they had the one – and maybe I'm just mixing things up, but didn't they play the Raiders last year and they won the – didn't they, didn't they beat the no, Raiders? That, in like, uh, that was the year before that. Oh, wow. 
So, yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> last year they had um, – yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm pretty sure they did not have a, a 3:15 start. I think they were all noon games, um, Chicago time, and then they had obviously the um, you know the Thursday night against the Commanders. They had um, the Patriots Monday night, and then they had the uh, I don't what was the other primetime game. Um, it's quite they yeah I thought they had they had a Sunday night game. Sunday I think night, Sunday yeah. night against the Packers, if I remember right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, it was week two. Yeah, week two against. Yeah, the I just, dude, I wipe, I wiped so much of last season out of my mind. <laughs> as you it's should. All kind of, yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, it just all kind of runs together at this point. Yeah. No, I, I was just thinking. I'm like, man, it's kind of nice having my morning free because, like, I'm not a morning person in general. Um. So you know, getting up early for me is a little bit of a struggle. But now that we're football season, I kind of have to get up a little earlier on Sundays. And you know, having a, a soon to be two year old, you kind of you kind of get used to it. But now I'm like, man, like you know, I have the whole morning to do stuff. I can run errands. I can go get coffee. Um, you know, maybe get a nice little breakfast, and then I really don't have to leave for the stadium until you know, typically like twelve. But I guess Sunday the taste of Chicago is down there, so I'm probably gonna have to leave earlier, which is gonna be a nightmare. But no, I kind of I'm actually gonna want to check out you know spoiler. I'm kind of hoping to do something here in the video, but I I, I want to check out the tailgate scene for this game, um, just because you know it it feels it's like a new era, man. It, it like I saw a Packers reporter put out today like they said like this week feels like a playoff game. I don't think it feels like a playoff game. I just feel like it's like one of those must win games for the Bears to get the season off you know on the right foot. And obviously it's you know. Same thing with Green Bay, and I know playoffs are obviously must win. And as I look at playoff atmosphere, like I don't feel like what I was feeling when the Bears were playing against the Eagles in 2018 or the Saints in what was it 2020. Um, I, I just think it's more of like one of those games where it's like both teams want to come out and make a statement. Both teams have young quarterbacks, you know, that to be honest are unproven. Um, and both teams want to get it off to the right foot. So I kind of want to check out the environment around Soldier Field and, and kind of get the buzz. Um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting game. But, yeah, it's going to be – man, I, I don't know. I was thinking about today. I was like, it is going to be an absolute disaster if the Bears lose this game. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It must be nice not to be a morning person. It's funny because it's like I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it as you are saying that. It's like I wake up usually about 4.45, uh, four days a week. A, a week for work and then we have a puppy which was the greatest mistake i've made in a long time and if we get if we sleep until seven um in the morning we're we're lucky so for me it's like dude i look at sunday and it's like i know i mean i i feel like sunday like week one is always like you know christmas morning like i love when the bears play at noon because it's like you get it out of the way then regardless of what happens, you can kind of sit back and relax and watch, you know, the the, the four o'clock games or the three o'clock games or whatever. And then obviously yeah. Sunday night football. And it's like with them not playing until that second time slot, it, it makes it a little tougher because I know like I'm going to wake up um, probably earlier than seven. Let's be honest. I'm probably going to wake up earlier than seven. I'm going to be wired um, from basically seven until the Bears play at, you know, 325. So it's like it's just going to be. <laughs> It's going to be a long, long day, um, but man, I'm just glad football's back, uh, you know, and it's, yeah, like you said, I it's, it feels like kind of like last year, right? Where it feels like one of those games where there's going to be a, 
a lot of overreaction because last year it was, you know, the bears and the 49ers and really it was Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. And obviously that kind of got watered down, no pun intended with obviously the monsoon game and everything else that happened. But, you know, Fields didn't look great, but he looked better than Lance. They won the game. Everybody was excited. It was, you know, fun time. I feel like this year is obviously different because like you said, I mean, you've got two young unproven quarterbacks going head to head. Aaron Rodgers is finally gone. The Packers, Let's just be honest, man. The Packers have absolutely owned the Bears over the last few years. And really, if you go back and look over the last 25, 30 years, which is the majority of both of our lifetimes, uh, they've owned the Bears as well. So I think in a lot of ways for Bears fans, it's one of those where it feels like a new beginning. It feels like a time where they could maybe take back control of the rivalry and at least make it you know, competitive again, because frankly, it hasn't been that competitive lately. But then you look at the, the Packers side of it, and anybody who has Twitter or any sort of social media, I'm telling you, man, Packers fans have been defensive. And it's not just one of those like people jump in their mentions and they get defensive. It's like they're going and seeking out things. And it's just it's a really weird transition for that fan base when they had it made with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and they were consistently in the playoffs, consistently winning the division, consistently beating the Bears. And it seems like there's just a, a very different vibe around that team, which I don't I don't blame the fan base. I mean, obviously, this is the first time in a lot of their lifetimes or the majority of their lifetimes that they're not looking at a quarterback who is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I mean, not to say that Jordan Love couldn't be, but going into this, I mean, it's just not the same thing as it was with Favre and with Rodgers. So, yeah, I think um, – one way or another, Chicago Sports Radio is going to be an absolute disaster on Monday. Uh, with over, oh, it was today. It was this morning. <laughs> it was already a disaster. Yeah. So it's just you know, I in some ways I feel bad for Justin Fields because I feel like one way or another he's going to have. It's just not going to be a very fair thing for him to have to deal with the overreactions one way or another. Either he's going to be getting crowned MVP early in the season, or he's going to be basically getting crowned as a bust and everybody's going to be talking about Caleb Williams and Drake may, you know, there's really going to be no in between. Yeah. You know, it, it, you're right. It's going to be absolutely brutal. If the bears lose this game. Like I, it's, it's going to be a nightmare and we'll get into that when we welcome in Zach, um, here on the podcast, but I know Aaron, you wanted to um, talk about something here before we welcome in Zach um, that you're going to do this year. Um, do you want to give our listeners a little bit more information and then how they can help, how they can support it, um, where to find it and all that good stuff? Yeah. So as most people know, I'm a crazy animal person. Um, don't have kids. Don't plan on having kids. So animals is kind of it for it for my girlfriend and I. Um, so right now we foster, um, we have too many animals as a whole, just our own animals. And then we currently have seven kittens in our house. Uh, but one thing I wanted to do this year is kind of combine two passions together. Um, and, and really, you know, try to help benefit uh, local Chicago area rescues, uh, animal rescues, not just dog rescues, not just cat rescues, but rescues as a whole. Um, so this year I decided to start a thing uh, called Touchdown for Tails. I'm sure if you, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen it. If you, you know, read anything that I do uh, at Windy City Gridiron, you probably, you know, read the first article. But basically the, the, the entire concept of this is going to be um, each week, um, you know, basically whoever decides to participate, there's, you know, nobody's holding your feet to the fire. You can choose one week. You can not choose the next week, depending on whatever you want to do. But each week we're going to feature a new rescue, 
uh, from the Chicago area. Um, this week is, uh, you know, the, the, the first time that we're doing it. Uh, it's one tale at a time is a rescue um, that we're going to be featuring. So basically what I do is I do an article on Windy City Gridiron, just kind of featuring the rescue uh, featuring a few of the adoptable animals that they currently have. Um, and then, you know, just kind of giving an overall background of, you know, what the rescue is about, how long they've been around, what kind of impact they're making in the area. And then also just ways to get involved. Um, there's a ton of different ways to get involved. Um, I, I can, you know, especially speak to it here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, it has been an absolute nightmare, man. Um, you know, the owner surrenders, Kitten season has been absolutely awful. Um, that's the reason we have another seven kittens right now is because basically there was, uh, you know, about 30 kittens that were going to be euthanized tomorrow if they couldn't get them out and get them to foster. So fostering, volunteering, donating, all that stuff is huge to rescues. It's huge to shelters, uh, no matter where you live. But the, the goal of this is basically the bears win. Uh, and, and rescues went in the process and just kind of another great way to, you know, enjoy the season. So, you know, just to kind of, and you can read more about this. Like I said, I, I have the article pinned, uh, on Twitter or X, whatever you call it. Uh, got a string of tweets there as well, but the general gist of it is if the bears win, you donate $25. Uh, I'm going to be donating $25 a week to, you know, whichever rescue it is. And then also uh, I'll usually, you know, post like three to five prop bets or something like that. Uh, if you hit on the prop bet, it's $10. If you miss on it, it's $5. The idea is, I mean, if you just want to donate, if you don't want to get into the whole betting thing, whatever, that's great. I'm not a better eater. Um, it's just really a way to try to get people involved, to try to raise as much money weekly um, for each one of these rescues and, and, and just kind of bring more awareness and, and try to help them out with funds because everybody's getting hit hard. So that's going to be something I'm going to be doing uh, all season. And I would love it for anybody to uh, join in. And if you don't, uh, you know, if, if you can, or you don't want to, even something as simple as a retweet is great, man. I mean, we're just basically, I'm just trying to get this out to as many people as possible. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe it'll latch on, maybe it'll become a bigger thing, but just trying to trying to do something a little extra this year. And like I said, if the bears win, then hopefully uh, each featured rescue will win as well. For sure. Let's hope it's more than three wins. Uh, Cause it's a great cause <laughs> to donate to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, we're actually going to bring in um, our special guest now. Friend of the program, obviously has been on multiple times. Um, I think it's like our third or fourth year we've done this. Um, <laughs> Zach with an H, uh, Zach Jacobson. Uh, Zach, thanks so much for joining us. And, man, update everyone with what you're doing now because, um, you know, 
where are you writing Packers stuff? Uh, what's your plans for this season? All that good stuff before we kind of get started. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me back again and not not getting sick of me yet. I'm going <laughs> to add that caveat. Could still happen eventually. Uh, yeah, no, I, I am still with Packer Report. I had a little bit of, a, of an epiphany. I, I, I got promoted to editor-in-chief at Packer Report. Then I had an opportunity to go write for Heavy, uh, Heavy on Packers. And um, that was when the epiphany kicked in. And now I am back with Packer Report, and I'm still the editor-in-chief there. So... Uh, I am handling duties at both websites. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Um, let's get into it, man. Week one, it, it's like a whole new era. And, um, you know, we have Jordan Love. We have Justin Fields. Two young quarterbacks. Um, I don't know the stat on hand, but I believe they're like the two youngest quarterbacks to start in this rivalry all time. Um, or second youngest. I think it was like Mitch Trubisky and God, Brent Huntley or, or someone started a game for Green Bay against Brent the Bears. Huntley, yep, yep. Yeah, so I guess, you know, let me ask you this. What are the vibes around the Packers, the fan base? Um, it, it's finally here. I mean, this is it. We're Both teams are ready to go in action. Uh, well, what's kind of been the vibes? Well, I think you see it all on Twitter. I mean, it is it is pretty much a war zone. Every time you log on, you're gonna you're gonna step on a landmine and you're gonna get sucked into some crazy discourse about the Bears and the Packers. And I think a lot of people are kind of rejuvenated. It's it's refreshing, you know. There's uh, so much optimism around Justin Fields. They got him some weapons now in year three. This is about when you expect him to take that leap as a passer. And you know, personally, as someone who covers the opposing team, I. I would be terrified of him just because he he brings so much to the table. He's such an electric football player. Regardless of how Packer fans feel on him, regardless of the jabs I've kind of thrown out there on Twitter every now and then, he is a great player. He's so fun to watch. Um, and then you have Jordan Love on the on the opposite side. You know, he, he started one game in his career that that one in 2021 against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, no more Aaron Rodgers. No more boogeyman. It's it's a fresh slate for for pretty much both sides and we have no idea that that's that's the fun part here like regardless of like the grand scheme of things the the, the season you know who knows what the what the records are going to look like at the end of the year i mean that's so far so far in the future but this game this week one game i feel like is going to kind of ignite the trajectory with which this rivalry goes if the bears win this game they have all the momentum going forward it can really swing either way if the packers win then it's like oh I mean, at least for you guys, it's like, oh, great! Here we here we go again, more of this. <laughs> so you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's it's kind of like I said, it's rejuvenating. Yeah, well, and you know, uh, it, it's funny because we were that was what a few weeks ago. I was like, man, because you've been and again, I mean, dude, we all have it. Like you said, it's been a renewed rivalry, uh, poking the bear, you know, kind of stoking the flames a little bit. So it's gonna be interesting. I I, I feel like. Uh, and I don't know how it's going to be, you know, in, in Wisconsin and with with Green Bay fans, but we're talking about it before we had you on, dude. It's going to be an absolute overreaction either way here in Chicago. Like if the Bears win, then everything has changed. Everything's crazy. If the Packers win, then Justin Fields clearly not the guy and everything's the same. So I, I'm just kind of curious, you know, f- from your overall perspective, obviously Aaron Rodgers is gone. What's your what's your take on this offense? Because, you know, there's a lot of unproven receivers, but at the same time, I feel like there's, there's a lot of ceiling to this offense still. And obviously Jordan love is an unknown, 
But, I mean, you have to like what he did in the preseason. I know it's just a preseason, but what's your overall viewpoint of this offense right now? Well, I'll start with the obvious one. They're young. They're very young. They're very inexperienced. Really, that's kind of the beautiful thing about it. They have all of this room to kind of grow together. You know, obviously the receivers are going to, you know, they're going to do their thing. Jordan Love's going to do his thing. The running backs, probably the most experienced position group uh, aside from the offensive line, like uh, within the offense. So they have the opportunity now to grow together and kind of go in a new direction, an Aaron Rodgers list direction where, you know, we don't know where that's going to end up. And I think that's the exciting part of it. And the reality is, they're probably not going to be a very good football team this year, you know, because people, people look, people look at this roster and just offensive side, they look at this roster and they say, okay, wow, it looks good on paper. There's no reason why Jordan Love shouldn't step in and, you know, do what Aaron Rodgers did last year, get them to a nine wins, you know, potentially, you know, with a playoff berth. It's not that easy. It doesn't boil down to just what you see on paper. You know, if it was that easy, then we'd be able to be able to predict the freaking the, the season before it even starts. We know exactly who's going to do what, what's going to happen. It doesn't work that way. Um, there's so many things that happen throughout the course of a season. You know, when teams face adversity, do they crumble? Do they topple within themselves? Do they rally? And do they, you know, do they support this this young first year starting quarterback? Are they gonna Are they gonna eat each other? Are they gonna turn on each other? What's gonna happen? How is this team gonna respond to adversity when they get punched in the mouth? You know, the, the ebbs and flows of a season, regardless of how talented your roster is, is going to dictate, you know, the, the the course of your season. So, you know, with this offense, that's going to be kind of like the kicker is like, you know, when they face adversity, how are they going to respond? You know, and if the preseason is any indication, then they should be a pretty resilient group because each time they went out there with Jordan Love at the helm, they face some kind of struggle. Something would happen or they would go three and out. There'd be a fumbled snap exchange with Josh Myers, you know, but next touch, next drive, Jordan Love comes right back, leads him down the field for a touchdown. So, you know, it, that resiliency not being rattled or phased by anything, you know, that's, that's going to be pretty important for this football team because they are going to be rattled. I agree. I actually got um, a little backlash because the throw he made against new England, um, you know, the drive before that, I think they went three and out or he fumbled or something, something happened and they came down. Um, the clip obviously that's shown, it, they, the refs ruled it incomplete and they overturned it, I believe, that deep throw. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a throw after a couple of throws where he just put it right on the money for a touchdown. Like that impressed me. And I got backlash on Twitter, whatever. I can't say anything good about the opposing team's quarterback, well, apparently. But that's the thing with Bears fans is it's like, it's just the preseason, but yet we can't seem to just like say, "Hey, man, Jordan Love has made some pretty freaking yeah, nice throws." That's all I said. Yeah, and I said he's—I don't think he's gonna suck. Like I think there's this narrative that he is gonna absolutely suck. He's gonna be terrible. He's got no shot. I don't think that. I don't think he'll be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he needs to be Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of the thing. Um, so I guess my question leading into that—I'm glad you brought up preseason. From what you've seen last year, because he, he did get some time against Philadelphia and. and he looked good in that primetime game, relieving Aaron Rodgers. From then to now in the preseason, what have you seen that's that's impressed you about Jordan Love? Before that, I do want to say, like, it, it goes both ways. You know, with, like, you guys complimenting Jordan Love, getting shit for that. I, I went out on a limb and I defended Justin Fields for, the you know, the screen, the screen passes. Everyone's like, oh, wow, look at his stat line, you know, throwing it up everywhere and, 
it's like it, it wasn't that the point like wasn't it to get him help so he doesn't yeah. need to be superman and do all these crazy things so it definitely goes both ways and i feel like you know there are a lot of uh very dumb people on both sides i will say <laughs> yeah, I tell you right now that there are many people on the bear side of things that are not going to like this conversation at all yeah. like why are you why are you complimenting anybody right now it's like well <laughs> Because we can be objective. We can, yeah. we can have fun on social media, but we can also be objective to the situation. Yeah. Both teams are really much an unknown right now. And like I've told Zach, I mean, I've seen, like, he's told us before that he likes Justin Fields. You liked him as a prospect coming out of Ohio State. I vouched for you on Twitter. I mean, it's it's fine. Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's crazy. I think that's what sports does. Is that's what this rivalry does. And honestly, like, I, you know, have my phone with Bears fans on Twitter all the time. Um I think with Bears fans, it's so pent up that, like, this team has sucked. Like, outside of 2018, outside of, what, 2006, 2007, 2010, they have stunk for, like, the most part. You know, and, like, their franchise does, you know, the people in charge does nothing to help that cause. So, at least a little bit of that's probably built up over the years. Um, but, yeah, no, back to the question. Uh, what, what's kind of impressed you um, about Jordan Love? For me, it's something that I've personally noticed. Like I know you, you, you can see all those quotes. You, you, you see it from coaches and you know his, his teammates and stuff about how he looks in control, in command of the offense, and he's confident. Nobody really knows what that looks like. But I will say personally, what I've seen, he looks so much more composed. He looks like he's actually cycling through his progressions. He's not breaking down from the first read, trying to get out of the pocket or panicking regardless of what the offensive line looks like in front of him or whether you know the walls are collapsing around him he stays upright he is like, like a statue you know and the, the the great thing about him is if he doesn't need if he if he doesn't have to do that he has the mobility he has the elusiveness to get out of the pocket if he absolutely has to but biggest thing that i've noticed is just how composed he is when he drops back to pass how he doesn't just completely break down. He doesn't, doesn't look skittish when his first read isn't there. And, you know, even in that game against Philly when he came in for that fourth quarter, um, it, it was the same thing in that situation. He he was going through his reads. He knew where his outlets were. And that has kind of carried over into the preseason. He knows where his outlets are. He knows where his checkdowns are, his hot reads, you know, when there is pressure in his face. So, you know, that's important not panicking and you know throwing up a wounded duck and you know turning the ball over not committing repeat mistakes like all those things have just he, he's taken such noticeable leaps at least to me uh in in those departments so not Mitchell Trubisky is what you're saying not Mitch Trubisky no yeah, thank thank go. god at least not yet i mean again the jury the jury is still out on on Jordan Love i want to make that clear right now he could still very well be bad you know, that that is absolutely possible. He could turn into Mitch Trubisky because when Mitch Trubisky was a rookie, he had some highlight plays, too. Yeah, you know, well, he, yeah. he was pretty solid a second year, too. I mean, he had his moments. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. that's kind of why, you know, kind of watching Bears Twitter, it's like we can be optimistic with Justin Fields. Right. But it's like at the same time, like it's it's still to a to a different degree, but in a lot the same where. Justin Fields is still very unproven as well. He's shown that he can do some things, but he needs to make a lot of progressions, you know, as a passer. So kind of sticking on the offense and, you know, not so much about Jordan Love. Uh, as far as the offensive line goes, it seems like things have been shifted around, obviously, you know, kind of getting a feel for everything and figuring out where everybody's going to go. 
So what the heck is going on? Is is Josh Nyman not going to start at right tackle? Is it like what? How did he go from like a plus starter last year to last thing I saw? It looked like he was going to be on the bench. Is that still the case? He is going to pretty much be their primary swing tackle. So he's going to be, he, yeah, he's he's pretty much a reserve now, which I feel like is a, it's it's a luxury, you know, to be able to have that. They see they drafted uh, Zach Tom in the fourth round last year, and he came in. He played three to four different positions on the offensive line from his rookie year going, you know, going to this, this past summer, he has pretty much done it all. They have so much confidence in him. So they have the luxury of kind of being able to move some pieces around, having to take some guys out of the lineup, like having Yash diamond as your, your swing tackle out of the lineup. Like that's a pretty big luxury. Um, Must be nice. <laughs> that's, Must be that's, nice. That's the one thing like, you know, people kind of take for granted with the Packers right now. They have so much depth at tackle, not so much at guard, but they have multiple starting caliber tackles on their roster. Obviously, there's David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins. Zach Tom can play tackle at a very high level. He's going to be the right tackle. Josh Nyman has proven for the last two years he's able to play both tackle spots. They also have Rashid Walker, last year's seventh-round rookie, who, you know, he he pretty much spent he pretty much redshirted his rookie season. I'll just I'll say that. He was a non-factor. But this past summer, he's been working at, at left tackle. And he started, I believe he only gave up one pressure in the preseason in, in you know, in all the snaps that he played at left tackle. Uh, and then they have Caleb Jones, who was like the six, six, nine behemoth who, you know, he's kind of taking that same developmental route that they took with Josh Nyman. And he could be a future starter someday. We have no idea, but they have so much depth at tackle. And again, not so much at guard. Um, it's, it's pretty bleak at guard. I will, I will say it. Like if they, if they're one of their guards right now comes out of the game, then it would be pretty disastrous especially in you know in the interior is josh Myers still starting at center he's still the been... center yes yeah, so it'll be elton jenkins left guard josh Myers center john runyon jr at right guard okay whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The injury situation um, looked like hmm. Christian Watson today, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, what's going on with that? I, I saw they both missed practice or were limited. Um, how worried are you that, they, <laughs> that neither of them will play? Well, considering the fact that these are soft tissue injuries, I'm not exactly very confident that they're going to be out there. Uh, it's 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 pretty pretty bad. Um, obviously, we don't really know the severity of it yet. We just right now all we know we got the injury report. Christian Watson, non-participant. Romeo Dobbs, non-participant. Dontavian Wicks was a limited participant. Uh, he's their fifth-round rookie, but he also has a hamstring injury. So it's a, a triple threat of hamstring injuries. That's that's half of their depth chart at wide receiver out of the six guys they have. Dobbs hasn't. Uh, he missed 
the finale against the Seahawks because of the hamstring injury. He hadn't practiced since you know that week leading up to that game. Hasn't practiced since. And Christian Watson, we obviously know his kind of uh, injury history. They didn't, he missed three games with the hamstring injury last year. Uh, one, one or two, I believe, with the concussion. Uh, re-aggravated the hamstring. So this has kind of been a, a little bit of a theme for him. Uh, it, it's troubling, but obviously no need to kind of like panic yet because there's you know still two practices uh, practices to go. And Matt LaFleur, he always gives these guys up until 90 minutes before kickoff when uh, the inactives come out to, to give them a chance to play. So Yeah, it's been – and I don't know how it's been with Packers. I know for the Bears, man, at one point uh, two weeks ago, their last, last week of camp, they had – dude, they had like 21 guys – that yeah. were not practicing, and half those dudes are starters. And you're like, what in the well, hell is happening? To be fair, the Bears list everyone day to day and week to week, and it's just like, what are yeah. what are we doing here? Well, day to day, <laughs> and then the next day they go on IR. It's like, what yeah, the hell, like what are we doing here? So yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting. It feels like this has been one of those those preseason so far where there's just been way too many injuries. So we'll we'll flip over to the defense side of the ball because I'm kind of curious on your perspective here. Just to, just your overall thoughts. Defensively, obviously, you know, with Sean Gary's coming back, it sounds like he's going to play week one. Um, what's your general thought on this defense right now? You, you feeling pretty good with Joe Barry, or what are we doing here? No, I have absolutely no faith. <laughs> I have no faith in Joe Barry until until he gives me a reason to believe otherwise. I've I've been I have been suckered in. I've been reeled in too many times by Joe Barry. Um, I will say they're kind of trending upwards right now just based off of like the last four or five games of last season. They kind of turned things around. Uh, Jair Alexander had more of a say in what they were doing. Russell Douglas had more of a say in what they were doing. They became more of a uh, a player-led defense. I'll, I'll say that. It kind of took the steering wheel out of Joe Barry's hands um, a, a little bit. So if that is going to continue to be the case, then, you know, then we're kind of cooking here. Maybe there's a reason for optimism, but if not, I have no reason to believe in a Joe Barry defense right now. Where do the Bears offense, like where do they attack this defense? If the Bears are setting up a game plan and Luke Getze's looking at Joe Barry and he's like, you know what? I got to go here to attack them. Where would you kind of go, go deep? Okay. Go deep. The Packers safety room right now is just a toxic waste dump. Uh, you got Darnell Savage at, at free safety. Rudy Ford is starting at safety. And then outside of those two, I mean, we know Savage has struggled the last couple of years. Rudy Ford has had a little, you know, some flashes. I wouldn't rely on him as a full-time starter, but obviously that's the route they're taking. Um, it's it's a pretty rough room right now. Um, so if if I am game planning for the Chicago Bears right now, I am looking for a way to stress those safeties deep and you know appear with the with the threat of of you know. Just, being able to beat you deep because that doing that in turn, that's going to open up everything underneath in the intermediate areas. That's where guys like Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool are going to feast. You know, that's where Robert Tunyon could potentially have a big role in, you know, getting out there and running routes. Cause he's, he's so much more of a route runner and being able to get out there and, you know, go for a pass as opposed to a blocker. Uh, I feel like that's like a, as of the last couple of days, I've seen some conversations about, uh, about him and about what he did in green Bay He's not so much a pass blocker as he is an actual receiver. Like he is someone you can line up in various spots in line. You can hell, you can line him up in the backfield as an H back. You can line him out wide as a receiver. You can do whatever you want with him, uh, but don't ask him to block. So I, I will say that. So if I'm if I'm trying to attack the Packers right now, I am looking for a way to attack their safeties. 
Well, that makes sense. And uh, I mean, that is one of Justin Fields. One of the things that he has done really well is go deep. If obviously if he has the time. So just kind of like, you know, zooming out a little bit on the, on the season as a whole, obviously I'm not saying that the Packers are going to be terrible. I don't have them projected to be terrible, but let's just say everything goes wrong. Jordan, Jordan love isn't the guy from your perspective, is this a situation where this regime's in trouble or is this a situation where they're fully expecting a rebuild considering what's going on and anything positive that they get is, is a good thing. Do you think this, this regime's on the hot seat or what are we looking at here? Now in this scenario is you said Jordan love is bad. In this I would scenario. say Jordan loves. Yeah. Bad. Like, let's just say like a, wor- a worst case scenario as a Packers fan, Jordan love isn't good that you, you know what I mean? I, then I think at that point they kind of assess their options. So I mean they did assign him to it was like a, a one year extension pretty much. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is kind of the season where it's like, hey, you know, you've been sitting for three years, you have the weapons, go out there, show us what you can do. If you can't, then it's probably time to look in other directions. But that's 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 how I feel about that. Um, now if there is, I'm twisting your question or twist, twisting your question a little bit, but. Um, if they're if the world is okay, the Packers go out, they win four to six games, don't do so well. But Jordan Love plays well, kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers. His first year as a starter, they went six and ten. But Aaron Rodgers went out just north of four thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, thirteen picks. You know the flashes were there. Um, but with Jordan Love, if if he kind of rep- replicates something like that and gives the Packers something to kind of like build from, something to kind of move forward with, then I feel like the leash is a little bit longer. Then I feel like there's going to be a little more kind of like flexibility to, uh, to build around him, to invest uh, more in his development. Uh, but, but in your, in your scenario, if Jordan love stinks, if the, if the team stinks, if you know, it's just the world is falling, the sky is falling, <laughs> then yeah, I feel like they assess their options at the end of the season. They go in a different direction. Well, I feel like it's easy. I know Zach's got more for you, but I feel like it's easy to, <laughs> Uh, look at you start the season, everything's so black and white, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, even even talk about well, the, like the field stuff, like he's either going to be the guy or he's not going to be the guy. We'll know by the end of the year whether, but there's still a lot of middle ground that happens. So it's always it's always interesting to see because as we saw last year with the Bears, I mean, the bottom can fall out of things really quick, even when you are in the midst of a rebuild. I think a lot of people said, okay, they'll win five to six games. I think I had them projected at six games. And then it's like, they won three games. Whoa, this is, this is pretty rough. And obviously they had a new regime coming in, you know, with a rebuild in mind. So it's always just kind of an interesting thought process, right? Because like you said, you know, Jordan Love could play well. They could win five or six games. Although I'll be honest, I feel like if Jordan Love plays well, they're going to be right in the division mix. I feel like this division's relatively wide open, but it's, it's definitely interesting to think about because it feels like extremes are more likely than something down the middle where we get zero answers and we go into next year wondering the same exact things. So, sorry, Zach. I know you're. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, no, uh, you're you're good. I actually, um, before we ask your prediction, did you hear the Aaron Rodgers UFO story on Hard Knocks? I saw a tweet. 
I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. <laughs> I saw a tweet about it, but I never actually like like went and looked at it. I just know it was like I saw the caption. It was like it, it said in quotes, like, "Hey, did, did, was it just me, or was that what I think it was, or something?" Yeah, can, it was, can you explain this to me? <laughs> it was pretty much like his best friend from Cal, like the quarterback that was at Cal before he got there, was at practice. They brought him in, blah, blah, blah. And then Rogers like, yeah, I saw a UFO in his backyard. And I'm like, hold on, what are we talking about here? And he pretty much to break it down, he saw this large object. Granted, he's in New York, New Jersey area at the time. Um, he saw this large object. They're like, heard sirens going off and they're like, what the heck is that? And they all said, yeah, we, we saw what we thought the UFO. We saw fighter jets going after it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, they were probably, what you know, rug was he on? Yeah. Enjoying themselves. They saw an airplane and maybe an airplane was a little too low or so. I don't know, but it was, I want to get your thoughts on it. Cause I know you have uh, some great tweets on Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. What do you think of this UFO That's, stuff? <laughs> no, I, you know, like, Hey, I believe, <laughs> this is so funny i'm sorry no no I, I, there is there is other life out there okay let me let me I say agree. that right now i agree yeah, I 100%. There, is no, there is no goddamn way in hell we're the only life forms in this universe yes. or in any other universe okay i will say that but it's just so funny this the, the complete 180 aaron Rodgers has taken just as a person the last few years i mean the more power to him like it's it's totally totally cool anybody could do what they want i don't care but like it's just so funny, you know. He goes in the mountains and 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 you know, injects marijuana through. Never mind, I'm not going to go that far. But <laughs> just, marijuana. just one marijuana, <laughs> just one single marijuana. Uh, you know, it does all those does all those crazy hippie drugs and stuff, the ayahuasca, and uh, now he's he's talking about UFOs and you know, <laughs> the vaccine, and he's just. I love how outspoken he's become. Yeah, the last the last few years, it's awesome that he's like kind of peeling back that curtain and just being himself. But I think he needs to bring the curtain back a little bit. Just kind of bring it back to where it was. <laughs> I, you know, I did you guys watch Hard Knocks at all? I watched one episode. That was it. And I, exactly. It was an Aaron it was an Aaron Rodgers rehab project and I saw it. Yeah. I, so I actually didn't think he was terrible on it. Like I didn't think he was terrible on it. Like I thought that one episode you guys were talking about. That was the yeah. point, I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I I agree. I think like the one episode you guys saw. I watched the whole thing. I agree. Like it was kind of like the rehab thing, like, you know, rehabbing his image, all that stuff. Uh, I didn't think he came off terrible. Like he didn't have any like embarrassing moments or anything like that. And then like the UFO story just comes out of nowhere. It's like the final episode. There's just <laughs> F bombs. Every part of the episode, not nothing to do with the UFO. And then it's just like, Oh yeah, that's my best friend. And we saw a UFO and I'm like, where the hell is this? They went from making cuts to you're on the roster <laughs> to like, Okay, we're going to a Broadway show, and oh, here's my best friend. Yeah, we saw a UFO together. And I'm like, where is this going? I I feel like it wasn't like your typical hard knock season. Yeah, like no. it was more. It was more of just like a. I don't know. They were just like hyping the Jets. It wasn't really like documentary kind of yeah. thing like they normally go for. You know what I mean? And like I, you know, same thing with uh, as Aaron. Like I watched that first episode, and you know, it was all just like. Aaron Rodgers was like Jesus Christ reincarnated and it was I just I don't know it, yeah. it turned me off from it and all the clips I've seen is just like wow Aaron Rodgers is the greatest thing ever he's a cool cool guy wow he's awesome and like you said it was like a rehab project yeah but you know I'm, I'm not mad at it you know he's gonna be arguably the best well actually no there is I think he's a better quarterback than Joe Namath but he's gonna be the best quarterback in, the, in that franchise's history 
Yeah. You know, so I, I get it. I get why they're all fawning over him and, you know, geeking out. But I mean, it's, so would it's, you say, it's see, you just said that now I got to, I got to ask you this before I ask you my last question. Would you say that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in, in Packers history? You think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I think yeah, ta- talent wise, a hundred percent. Well, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing is that as Bears fans, we can hate on Aaron Rodgers all we want, but from a talent aspect, I mean, the dude was just absolutely incredible. I mean, I'll never forget. I was in the stands. This is before I started working, covering the Bears. Uh, it was like 2015 season opener at Soldier Field, and the throw he had off his like back foot, or his like I don't know what it was like off his back foot in the end zone on a die. It didn't count because there was like a holding call, but he just lasered it about 45 yards in the end zone. I'm like, I looked, I'm like, holy crap! Like, how does someone what, do this? What year? What year was that? You just was that like 2015? 20? It was a season opener. Okay, um, yeah, it was 20. Oh wait. Maybe it was twenty four. I don't. It was one of those. Um, I think it was the first John Fox Bears Packers game. So that'd have been twenty fourteen then. Twenty fourteen, yeah. Because so you're, you're thinking of yeah, it was. I think week four, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was I, I guess it wasn't off his back, but it was like on his tippy toe or something like that. He did, yeah, he had the ball. He kind of he weaved around one. Yeah, guy, dodged on the tackler, and then he got tackled from behind, and then kind of flicked it like yes, that. yes. Yeah, and that, that was, was insane. I, I remember that was a it was a Corey Lindsley holding call that brought that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. One of the best throws I've ever seen, and it didn't didn't count. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nuts. So my last question for you before Zach gets to his, his game prediction: what's your overall what's your overall viewpoint on the NFC North? I feel like everybody's kind of got a different um, perspective, and you know, if you think the Packers are going to win it, I honestly, man, at this point in time, I, I don't think you can knock anybody for believing any of these four teams are going to win it. Where where are you at with it? I did another Bears show last night, and I told them uh, I feel like you're is- cheating on us. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Oh my god. I thought I thought we had All right, cut it. Through. Cut it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh I said that I feel like it's going to be like how those NFC South divisions were for the longest time, where it's like the, the winner of the division has like a seven and nine, eight and eight record, you know, nine and seven. It's like the, the winner of the NFC North this year is gonna have eight to nine wins. Now, whoever that is going to be is a complete crapshoot, like you said, Aaron. I mean the Lions. Everyone is riding their high right now, and I mean, rightfully. I mean, they walked into Lambeau Field in the regular season finale, beat the Packers, Aaron Rodgers' final game. Uh, freaking, uh, who, who, who was the corner that kept picking him off last year? Um, oh, uh, Kirby, yeah, Joseph. Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph. Joseph. Uh, you know, so they're they're riding this monumental high right now, and everyone believes in them. They're a they're a gritty, fun to fun to like team, I guess. I don't see them from a, a roster, you know, personnel standpoint as, as competing in the North. I'm not a big fan of their defense, and ditto for the Vikings. They're going to have an explosive offense, of course, with Justin Jefferson there. But, and I don't think they'll lose a step with the running game with Dalvin Cook gone because he was pretty much, uh, you know, a, a ghost last year. Um, but their defense isn't anything to write home about. You know, they're they're old, they're slow. I'm just I'm not a believer in the Vikings, and. The Bears, obviously, my biggest issue with the Bears, personally, from a roster standpoint, is just their front seven. That's it. And I know you guys probably agree with this. Um, it's a fun secondary. So much potential between uh, Jaquan Brisk- uh, Brisker, Eddie Jackson. I like Kyler Gordon, uh, Tyreek Stevenson. You know, he could be very, very good. Um, but that front seven could be a problem if they're unable to, you know, get pressure on the opposing quarterback. But... You know, and the Packers obviously have their weaknesses as well that I've, you know, talked about on this show today. But it's going to be a crapshoot. You know, it's just, it's a mess of, of, a, of a division. I can't 
right now at least I can't pick one winner just because it's just it's so bad. <laughs> oh, especially man, it seems like all four defenses are just not good. Like mm-hmm. I because I go through every year and I go through and I rank basically position by position, you know, each team one through four who has the best corners, defensive line, and I'm going through the defense. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like there was just not a lot, there's just not a lot of proven talent, you know, and I'm with you with the Lions, like I picked them to win the division, but let's be honest, like they're still like, it's not even a slam. They're still the lions, man. Every single time they've ever had expectations, when have they lived up to those expectations? They saw Jared Goff as their quarterback. Like you said, their defense isn't very good. I just, I don't know, man. I When they got that game against the chiefs tomorrow, when they got that game back in what was that, uh, May, it was like, what the hell is happening right now? This is, they, they rode the hard knocks hype from last year. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like the, the winner of this yeah. the winner of this division is gonna win the division, not because you know they're the clear cut best team, but it's because everyone else is shit, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So uh what's your prediction for the game? Give us a score, maybe something to watch or, or an X Factor. I'll stick with uh I'll stick with what I picked last night. I, I said Packers win twenty to nineteen. I don't think I think it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. Uh, I want I want a high scoring game. I want it to be like <laughs> freaking forty two to thirty six or some something, something crazy like that. You know, I want to be no semblance of defense because defense is overrated nowadays. Uh, X factor, I would say, if he plays, it will be Christian Watson, just because the Bears play a lot of uh, cover cover two and cover one. Uh, it's going to be there are going to be opportunities for Christian Watson to be able to get deep, to be able to get behind the defense and kind of, you know, get behind the safety. So if that can happen and the Packers can exploit that, then they should be able to have a big day offensively. Uh, it's just a matter of if they can execute that and if Jordan Love can connect on those deep balls, because that was the one thing that he struggled with both in training camp and in the preseason. He was not able to kind of really loft those those deep balls well enough. I mean, he put too much air under them. And it, you know, it gave the DB an opportunity to kind of catch up, break up the pass. And of course, Christian Watson needs to be able to hang on to the football as well, which is something he struggled with. So, yeah, good stuff, Zach. Uh, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Where can everyone read your work? All that good stuff. If you want to put yourself through the, uh, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the trauma of following me on Twitter, you can find me at it's Zachary J. Um, and you can find me at Packer Report as well and heavy.com, heavy on Packers specifically. Awesome. Bears fans, I promise he's a good guy. I, I know <laughs> I know you have your I know you got I know you have your battles on I tell people all the time. time. I tell people all the time, man. It's like it's just sports. He's a good dude. We've had him on. We even got cats on the show now. Yeah, I, I know. My cats to pop up. You know, it's like <laughs> It's just, I, I think people get a little too serious in, in, in not realizing, like, at the end of the day, this is sports. This is a distraction from the real world. This is a hobby for all of us in terms of, you know, covering the team and doing everything else. Like, the the, 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 the game of football is a great sport, but I just – I feel like people take this stuff way too seriously sometimes. You and I are literally, like, on the same wavelength because that's almost exactly verbatim what I said last night. Like, this is this is, like, literally a children's game. Children play this thing. Children play football. We are yep. we are arguing every day online with strangers over <laughs> these millionaire players that have no idea we exist. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, insulting each other. People sending death threats to each other. Like it's like it's ridiculous. It's it's a game. At the end of the day, you're not going to live. You're not going to die by this. You know, and it is a luxury to be able to to do this. You know, just not even just for a living, but just 
period, you know, yep. to be able to cover these teams, to be able to cover this game. Uh, it's awesome, you know, and personally, yeah. it's something I don't take for granted. And I don't take things like this for granted because you guys yeah. are awesome. And two of the most historic franchises in the league, too. It's not like yeah. we're out covering the Arizona card. No offense to that. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not covering something like Jacksonville or Arizona or something. It could like be that. a pretty historic tank this year with the way things are shaping up with Cliff, or not Cliff Kingsbury, uh, uh, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, Gannon. acting yeah. like his quarterback situation means a damn thing to anybody. Like, we're not going to name a quarterback until right before kickoff. Like, nobody gives a shit if it's Jacoby Brissett or Clayton Toon. Nobody cares. Who took the bus in today? You got that fire in your gut? Yeah. Did you guys, oh did you guys see yeah. that? Yeah. Trying to mo- – oh, God. He's a weird – he's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah. That he's, but he's not like, like a Mike – he's not like a Mike McDaniel weird, though. Like a like a cool weird. Like, he's just a weird dude. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really understand the appeal, but – now that I say that, now that I put this out there on the internet for everybody to see, now he'll come become a great head coach, and somehow somebody will find this, and it'll make its way on old takes exposed. So, you know, <laughs> so it goes. He's, he's going to be the next Bill Belichick. I hope you're happy. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Thanks, Aaron. No. Um, <laughs> thanks again, Zach. We'll talk soon. Um, what is it? Week? They play at the end of the season. Is that the Weeks, regular week season? Week eighteen. Week Ooh, eighteen. Finale. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to book in. We're going to book in this season together. Yeah. And you don't get to do any other podcast with any other Bears week 18. It's just us. Okay. All but, right. Fine. All right. I'll, I'll That's him that said that. Not me. Not me. Yeah, but I know you agree with him probably. <laughs> uh, this well, is probably we, the only time we've ever disagreed. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hey, we, we really do appreciate you coming on. Though, yeah. dude. It's because, like I said, like I, I don't think everybody takes this as just a game. Like we've reached out to some people. Um, you know, we've had some other people on in the past. It's been kind of weird. Like you've been, you've always been awesome, always been super respectful. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's it's just a sport. And we really appreciate you coming on and always always being uh, being our Packers guy. Yeah, no, you guys are awesome. Anytime you want me on, you just give me a call or a awesome. DM, whatever. <laughs> yeah. DM, there we go. I'll yeah. slide in your DMs. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. All Have right, a good man. one. Take it easy. And good luck on Sunday. Yeah, you too, man. Again, that was uh, Zach Jacobson. Does a good job covering the Green Bay Packers. Um, does stuff at Heavy Packer Report. I did not know he was doing both. That's why I asked. Um, I know he was yeah. doing some stuff with Heavy, and he was Packer I think Report. He, he let you yeah, because I think he left Packer Report for a little bit. I talked to him. Yes. And I think he left Packer Report, and then I think they brought him back doing – what he's doing now. So, I mean, good for him, man. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, man, I think we all agree, like, you know, it's it's X, Twitter, whatever it's called. It's 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 football. We're blessed to do it. You know, we, we get this golden opportunity to cover two historic franchises. I'm ready for this game to be played. I never try to take anything personal. I think I've taken one or two things personal on Twitter, and I've regretted it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Zach's a great guy. We, you know, we you and I have known him for – at least three, four years now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, Packers Twitter is a bunch of great people like both fan bases. There's a couple of people that take it too far at times. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, Zach's a good guy and we love having him on. Um, I've already actually, I've actually already had a Packers fan donate oh, no. to the oh, Okay. Race. Yeah. I did see that. Um, he, he will not be named. Yes, but I did he, see uh, it. Yeah, so and so, hey, I mean that's cool. And he said he's going to do it all year, and that's the thing, man. Is like that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, this is a distraction, right? Yes. Like we all have things going on in our own lives. We all have good things. We all have bad things. Uh, you know, sports is something that should be 
you know, it, it should be what it is. And that's entertainment. We get to look forward to it. I don't know about you. I'm stoked as hell for even tomorrow, man. But like my mood has been drastically different these last two weeks because I know football's back. And I yeah. think that that's one of the biggest things to take away from all this is, yeah, it's, it's going to suck if they lose on Sunday. It's going to be super nerve wracking throughout the game and throughout the season and everything else is always going to be heartbreak. But at the end of the day, it, it's a sport. It's, it's something that we all love. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can, you know, mellow out as the season goes on, but I doubt that'll happen. Dude, we get to watch football from Thursday to Monday for like oh, the next three God. months. And then sometimes Tuesday and Wednesday, which is great. I think again, this year, I know last year it was like 33 straight days of football because of the Mac conference and another conference are yeah. going on Tuesday and Wednesdays on the same thing this year. And I'll be happy until I lose all my bets. My fantasy football team stinks. So that's what I, yeah. And you got the Cubs. At least you have the I know, man. I, uh, man, it is crazy how that has just turned around. Like it's, it, I got to get to Wrigley this year. I went earlier for a Cardinals game and it was kind of when the Cubs were just kind of muddling through. Um, it was awesome because the pitch clock is great. Like I could, get, I get out of there like nine o'clock now instead of 10 and mm-hmm. then have a 45 minute commute out to the suburbs. So, um, yeah, I no. Pitch clock on uh, college football, so the games aren't lasting almost four hours. So that's yeah. man, that's one thing. I'm like, damn, man, like it's they, quick. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Well, that's that was a cool thing. Is like I only watched baseball the first month and a half, two months of the season, and the White Sox were just awful, and I gave up. But yeah, the games were a lot. My girlfriend's always like, you know, because the White Sox always had like three and a half yeah. hour long games, and when we're watching, she's like, whoa, this is getting over at nine thirty. What the, you know, what's going on? It's like, yeah. Pitch clock. It's actually working, so I'll take yeah. it. Um, all right, Aaron, give me your prediction and your X factor for this game oh, as we wrap things up man. here. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Dude. Like, I, I'm trying not to ride the wave of preseason. I, I lecture everybody every preseason. You know, it's like, you know, people only care about training camp until preseason happens. People only care about preseason until, you know, the, the regular season happens, the whole thing. And at the end of it, none of it matters. Uh, Justin Fields came out and lit things up in the game three last year. It didn't translate over the regular season. You know, that goes the same with the Bears. That goes the same with the Packers. So I'm going to stick with my original feeling on this game. I'm going to say the Bears win. I'm going to go 27-23. Yeah, I'll go 27-23 Bears. Uh, I think Justin Fields comes out. I, I don't think he's perfect by any means, but I do think he has a good game. I also don't think Jordan Love is going to be as bad as what people think. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, especially if Christian Watson and, uh, and uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs don't play, I mean, that's – dude, you're talking about a, a quarterback making his second career start with – uh, his top receiving option as Samari Toure and Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed. I mean, yeah. that's 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 worse than what the Bears had last year. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that I think the X factor for me, um, Bears got to come out hot, man. I, I, I think we, we saw that a lot last year, but I, they didn't play a lot of young quarterbacks, and I think that's going to be a big thing in this game. They got to come out, they got to score right away, they got to make a big defensive stop, and make Jordan Love, the, the quarterback that's going into his second career start, fight from behind. Because as we've seen, you know, young quarterbacks struggle with that, and I think that's going to be a big key for the Bears building that confidence out of the gate, knocking the Packers down a little bit, and having them play from behind. Uh, like you, man, I've struggled. I've, I've just. I we've been doing this for like five six years now, and I don't think we've ever picked a tie. And I came really close to picking the tie yeah. because I can't like I am like split in between. Um, 
I'm going to go with the Bears just because I, I think they're going to end the trend. They have to eventually. Like, this is a chance. This game, in my opinion, it's as weird as it sounds. I think this game means a hell of a lot more to the Bears, the Bears fans, than does Green Bay. I don't think – I'm not saying that it does not matter to Green Bay because it obviously does. I just think with everything that's gone on, Green Bay kicking their ass for two to three decades now, the Bears one and three in season openers at home at Soldier Field against the Packers, not winning one since like 1971. Um, Green Bay winning, what is it, seven straight games, something crazy like 15 out of 17 as well. Um, I mean, the Bears, like with Jordan Love coming in, you cannot lose this game. Like, you just cannot lose this game. I think the Bears are going to win. I'm going to say it's like 23-20 Green Bay. Or Chicago, I'm sorry. 23-20 Chicago. What did you pick? Did you pick the same? I said 27-23. Yes. So. Okay. Yeah, I think 23-20 Chicago. Um, I think it's going to be a late field goal by Cairo Santos. I think Chicago's defense is going to hold off. Jordan Love at the end. Um, you know, my X factor, I think it's going to be – um, on, on the Bears' side, the secondary and getting those takeaways. If they can get a couple takeaways on Jordan Love, they'll be in great shape. Um, you know, depends on what happens with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Obviously, you know, it, Green Bay's offense is a little better probably with them. Um, but, yeah, if Jordan Love doesn't have any weapons, they're going to have to rely on that run game. I don't know. Bears' run game was pretty bad last year, run defense. So we'll see. I think the secondary is with the X Factor getting the takeaways. But I'm going to go with the Bears winning. Um, but, yeah, it, it – it's going to be close, man. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be a close game for me, I think. Yeah. It's it's yeah. going to be – I think it's going to be a close and frustrating game. I'll, I'll be yes. honest. I think I think there's going to be a lot of emotion involved. I think there's going to be – because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Bears starters as a whole didn't play a lot in the preseason. Not that the preseason yeah. matters in terms of results, but I do think – I mean, the fact that they really haven't practiced together all that much I think is yeah. another big thing. So, yeah, I think – I think this is definitely going to be a little bit of a feeling out process. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's more wistful thinking at this point. I just, man, I hope the bears come out and, and win the game because if not, dude, it is going to be, it's going to be a miserable break from week one to week 18. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's the, that's the hard part, man. 17 weeks till mm-hmm. you get them again. And who knows what that game means? I mean, a lot. It may not mean happen. anything to either team or it yeah. may, Somehow it could mean a playoff spot. I mean, it yeah. seems less likely, but you never know at this point. I mean, this division's wide open. So, yep. Um, all right, Aaron, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at work? Everyone read your work. Yep. You can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter slash X, whatever. I don't like X. Yeah, whatever I, it is we're now. Calling, yeah, we're calling it Twitter <laughs> still. Uh, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. And again, uh, make sure to check out uh, Touchdown for Tales this week and all throughout the season. And I'm hoping we can. Uh, you know, make some make some good things happen for some of these uh, Chicago land uh, rescues. Yeah, so great cause. Um, everyone should participate if you can. Obviously, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. You can follow Bear Report on Twitter at Just Bear Report. Rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Um, helps us pick for polls. Till next week, everyone. Please stay safe and please stay healthy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.